decorations. The white fairy lights around the windows, the frosted angels on the glass, the manger scene on the lampstand in the living room, and, of course, the tree, which Rick, Raider, and Dad had cut down in the surrounding forest and which now stood in the living room corner. After Rick had managed, just barely, to escape the realm last time, they had all celebrated by breaking out their boxes of old ornaments and hanging them from the branches. Even Rick himself had to admit the decorated tree achieved a high level of Christmas awesomeness. But the moment Rick stepped out of the house, this homey atmosphere vanished. The Mind War compound was a secret military installation hidden in a vast, dense forest owned by the federal government. On the surface, it was a collection of barracks surrounded by barbed wire with guard towers here and there, armed guards inside the glassed cubicles on top. It looked pretty much like any army camp and about as unchristmassy as you could get, but that was only on the surface. Most of the place was underground and even less Christmassy, if that was possible. Just a vast network of buried, windowless corridors and rooms housing the people and technology required to send mind warriors into Kuridar's universe. Or mind warrior, singular. Rick was now the only one. But there had been three others before him, as he'd now discovered. And that was the other thing on his mind. The other thing he needed to talk to his dad about. So he headed for the infirmary. It was cold outside now, really cold. The sky was uniformly gray and there were flurries of snow in the air. The surrounding forest was pale green, the leafless trees sapping the color from the interspersed firs and hemlocks and pines. The usual security teams stationed outside some of the more important buildings had gone indoors. Only the tower guards and the guards around the perimeter remained visible. The infirmary was a large barracks against the fence on one side of the compound. It looked the same as most of the other barracks except it was painted light red instead of green and white, and there was a red cross over the entrance. The guards, now stationed just within the door, did not even flinch as Rick walked by them. Everyone knew him here. In a way, he was the reason why the entire camp existed. With a nod to the receptionist at the front desk, he continued down the narrow hallway to the recovery wing. His father was already there, in the waiting area outside the last room in the barracks. Rick had expected that, but he had not expected to see Professor Jameson with him. Jameson, his dad's old friend, had been the head of the physics department at Putnam Hills University where his dad had worked. The two scientists had been working on CBI, Computer Brain Interface, the possibilities of linking the human imagination with computers. It was during that work that Rick's dad stumbled on Kuridar's realm. Having alerted his old college girlfriend, Leela Kent, now an intelligence officer in the State Department, the Traveler had gone underground to invent the technology needed to invade the realm and wage mind war. So that's who Professor Jameson was, but more importantly, he was also Molly's father. And if he was here, then Molly was probably here as well. Jameson and Rick's dad saw Rick coming and quickly stopped talking. 
they turned to greet him with bright smiles. The traveler was the smaller of the two, a short, narrow man, bald with thick glasses, very unlike his broad, tall, athletic son. Jameson was bigger and more disheveled. He could never keep his last few strands of hair properly combed or keep his shirt from coming untucked around his paunch. A big, slouched, sloppy St. Bernard of a man. Professor Jameson reached out and shook Rick's hand in both of his, meeting his eyes with a meaningful look. Rick had saved his daughter's life barely a week ago, shattered the very boundaries of the realm to sweep her out of a closing ring of enemy gunmen. Rick wasn't sure how much the professor had been told about the adventure, but it seemed he'd been told something, judging by the look of affection and gratitude in his eyes. Rick shook hands with him and turned to his father. How's Victor One doing?